Next, we have someone else who embodies that term of courage and intellect and of tenacity. Um, someone who I believe is a moral compass to our movement as a whole, our whole progressive movement in our country and our time. One of the great uh, philosophers of our time. A prominent and provocative democratic intellectual, professor of the public practice of philosophy at Harvard University, professor emeritus at Princeton University, the author of 20 books and a frequent commentator on CNN and mainstream media, the Bernie 2020 and 2016 surrogate, and host, co-host of the Tightrope podcast, Dr. Cornell West. Can you hear me, my brother? You're on, Dr. Cornell. Oh, well, let me first begin by saluting you, my dear brother, Nick. Who would have thought three years ago when we met in Washington, DC, that you would be able to spearhead you and Ryan and the others and allow us to be a part of this magnificent moment generating the kind of momentum and movement in order to transform the American empire into a, a more democratic space. Alongside the marvelous militancy of a moral and spiritual and political nature on the streets in the last few months, these four and a half hours that I've been blessed to listen to every minute has been such a magnificent inspiration because that's very much what we need. And by inspiration, I don't mean just abstract projection. I mean enactment and embodiment of examples of people who have integrity, honesty, decency, courage. And that's what we heard in every voice going back to four o'clock. And I come from a tradition of people, black people, the grand people producing a great tradition in which the anthem is lift every voice, not the echoes of the neo-fascist wing of the ruling class, the Republican party, the neoliberal ruling class, the neoliberal wing of the ruling class, the Democratic party. No, that's the echo chamber. That's what we saw in those conventions with their talking points, with their superficial spectacle. But no, I come from a people who believe in the folk allow your voice to be heard from the deepest levels and corners of the dark corner of your soul that such that you will engage in a genuine quest for truth and the condition of truth is always to allow suffering to speak everybody's suffering no matter what color no matter what gender sexual orientation no matter what national identity and then connect it to a love of beauty and beauty is always something we grasp for in the face of terror as Rilke taught us. And then of course, the quest for good and wrestling with evil. And then for some of us, it's even a quest for, for God in the face of so many demonic and devilish forces that are shot through not just our structures and institutions, but shot through our very souls and hearts. 57 years and three days ago, the greatest 
public intellectual in the history of the American empire died in Ghana. His name was W.E.B. Du Bois. And that next morning, young brother Martin Luther King told America about a dream that he had, which was not the American dream, but a dream rooted in the American dream and has everything to do with the movement for People's Party. Because what we're talking about here is a people who muster the wherewithal, who have not just the courage, but the fortitude, the fortitude to fructify. And by fructify, I mean to generate the fruits of truth telling, to generate the truth of justice seeking, to generate the truth of kindness and sweetness and gentleness in how we relate to each other, but with a steel spine when it comes to bearing witness in the face of oppression. That's why Du Bois raised the four questions. What does integrity do in the face of oppression? Oh, here's the people's movement and the people's party. What does honesty do in the face of deception? Here is the people's party at its best. What does decency do in the face of insult and assault? What does courage do in the face of, in the face of brute force? We are living in a moment of massive imperial meltdown, spiritual breakdown, and we need prophetic fight back. And the People's Party is a prophetic fight back that, like Du Bois, believes in multiracial, multigender, multisexual orientation, or multibinary and non-binary sexual sensibilities and orientations, a, 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 a solidarity with those friends for known called the wretched of the earth that can tell the truth about America, both its best and its worth. Because let us never forget, each and every one of us come out of various families, communities, and traditions. So we have to be true for where we come from. And I come from a people who have been on, inter been on intimate terms with catastrophe. So the ecological catastrophe impending. The nuclear catastrophe that we don't like to talk about with the gangsters in Russia and the gangsters in the United States and the gangsters in other ruling elites that have the possibility of pushing buttons and blowing us all up. The economic catastrophe was unbelievably grotesque levels of wealth inequality that we hear over and over again and the refusal to come to terms with poverty, the refusal to come to terms with working people's empowerment through unions in any means by which they can live lives of decency. And, and, and dignity. The intimate forms of resistance and resilience in the face of catastrophe. 400 years of hatred. Here come love warriors like John Coltrane, Love Supreme. Here come Martin Luther King. Here come Ella Baker and Brother Biden tried to appropriate Ella Baker. Ella Baker was trying to create a third party when she met her in with Arthur Canal and the great William Kunstler and others. Same tradition in the face of trauma for 400 years. Here comes healing, not just Aretha Franklin, not just Erica Badu, not just Kendrick Lamar, but a whole wave of voices in churches, in mosques, in synagogues, secular forms trying to heal folk, to empower folk. Why? Because just like our moment, we all wonder. This is Marcus Garvey's question. 
does America even have the capacity to treat the masses of black people with decency and dignity, not just make room for the black bourgeoisie and the exceptional Negroes who are highly, who, who view themselves as exceptional, who are highly educated. I'm talking about the masses of black people. And we raise that question for the masses of poor people, the masses of indigenous people, the masses of Asians, the masses of Chicanos and Browns, the masses of all working and poor people here and abroad, the American empire at its best articulates the vision of a slash stone, everyday people ought to have a dignity and decency. The vision of a James Cleveland, ordinary people ought to have a dignity and decency. Emerson agrees, Whitman agrees. Gene O'Neill agrees with his indictment in the Iceman cometh. Tony Morrison agrees, but does America have the capacity? We're all wrestling with despair. That's the skeleton in our, in, in, in our closet. We're living in a fascist moment, escalating, crystallizing, consolidating, solidifying. And that's the worst of America. Here comes the People's Party. And let us listen to what Edward Zaid has to say about precious Palestinian brothers and sisters that never loses sight of the humanity of Jewish brothers and sisters understands the 2000 years of Jewish humanity being trashed and hated. And yet even our Jewish brothers and sisters in their right wing forms have the capacity to dominate and occupy other people. Yes, they're human beings just like anybody else. That has a spiritual component to it and a moral element to it, but it's political in bringing all of us together. Can we listen to Dorothy Day, can we listen to Cesar Chavez? Can we listen to Ward Churchill? Can we listen to all of our voices, Grace Boggs and others, the best of who we are as a species, as a nation, as an imperial experiment, as an imperial democracy? And yet, as my dear sister Marianne said, recognize that there's the best in America that has always understood that if our lives matter, if Black lives matter, we're going to have to make sure that democratic practices and orientations and means of being in the world are reproduced and expanded. If any lives matter, you're gonna to have to have major radical democracy, but can you have radical democracy in America without empire, without white supremacy, without male supremacy, without transphobia, without homophobia, without losing sight of the humanity of Muslims and Jews and Arabs? That's an unanswered question. We just don't know. And let's just be honest about it. There's nothing wrong with wrestling with despair the way Jacob wrestled with despair in the 32nd chapter of Genesis. But we can come up with a new name. God wrestlers with deep wounds, with deep hurts, with new energies. That's where we are now, right on the edge of the cliff with the neo-fascist gangster in the White House and the milquetoast neoliberals who still vote for his military budget over and over again, AFRICOM expands in Africa. The same ugly policies in Latin America. We've talked about the Middle East. We don't have time to talk about Asia, but that's very important too with China and all of their forms of domination. What a time to be alive, pandemic and all. And yet, here comes the People's Party. Well, here comes that same radical democratic tradition that embraces us all. And I come in from the chocolate side of the empire and say, I'm bringing Curtis Mayfield with me. I'm going to bring 
Sam Cooke with me and Nina Simone with me. Why? Because they provide a structure of feeling and value that provides a ground for a prophetic fight back in the face of this empire collapsing and in the face of the possible regeneration and reawakening of it. Last but not least, at this particular moment, I've got brothers and sisters on both sides. When I listen to Noam Chomsky and Angela Davis and even my dear brother, Bob O'Vakin and, and brother Carl Dix and others, they say, oh, we agree with the, the critique of the empire, but we cast a vote for Biden. I say, ooh, I'm not used to voting for milquetoast folk like that. But the anti-fascist folk, okay, I do understand. But I hear my dear brothers and sisters on the other side, Chris Hedges, Glenn Ford, Paul Street, Margaret Kimberly, Juma Baraka. I love those folk too. I learned so much from them. They're all comrades. They say you can't vote for a neoliberal. You can't vote for the same Biden. You bring such critique to bear. You got to go for Green, go for Brother Howie, go for Sister Angela. That debate is a real one. And it's, it, it ought to go on. And at the moment, I'm leaning with Angela. I'm leaning with Marianne. I'm leaning with Noam Chomsky. But it's not that it makes me that much better. I just believe as part of an anti-fascist coalition, Trump's fascism is one that calls into question the very possibility for any rights and liberties so that all of us could be gone. That's kind of basis that he has. What is it, one out of four of the folks who support him want to shut down the media. That's the kind of fascist sensibility. This is Sinclair Lewis. It can't happen here taking place slowly in real time before our eyes. This is the kind of moment we live in. This is why this movement for People's Party is so fundamentally crucial. And we will resist the same self-righteousness that we get among the neoliberals. We are stepping into the unknown. So what? I come from a people that step, on, step out on nothing and still land on something that we ate, that we help create based on a love of truth and a love of goodness and a love of beauty and keep beauty in there. Beauty is very important for empowerment. So I want to bring this to a close. I want to thank you, Brother Nick. And I want to let you know that we've got to make sure that the lifting of the voices become waves all around the country, grounded in the local, but always having a global perspective of the American empire, keeping track of its worst but also keeping track of the radical democratic tradition that has lodged itself at the center or at the center of the soul of America, but never at the center of American politics. And it has always been multiracial, even though in a certain sense, it's been disproportionately black. That's how deep white supremacy cuts. And you can't have fascism in America without white supremacy being its face. And that's why it's so crucial that all of us attempt to be decent people, people who have integrity, honesty, and courage, and be willing to enact kenosis, to empty ourselves, to donate ourselves, to sacrifice ourselves for something grander than us that have everything to do with the best of those who came before and have everything to do with the children yet to come. Dr. West, who could have known three years ago <laughs> when we got together in Washington, D.C. at American University that we would be here today. But 
and have so many friends with us as we do today to represent a new chapter of this nation's history. Dr. West, I'm not quite sure if anyone can follow you, but if there is anyone, it might be, <laughs> it might be the great Senator Nina Turner. Nina Turner is the national co-chair of Bernie 2020 uh, presidential campaign. She was, she's host of the Hello Somebody podcast, former president of our revolution. She served Ohio in the state Senate and Cleveland in the city council. And she's a former professor of American, African-American history. Now introducing to you, Senator Nina Turner. Thank you, Nick, <laughs> so very much. Lord have mercy, I'm on all types of fire right now. Can, I just wanna take a moment you know, in the black church tradition and Dr. West, you're gonna pick up on this real, let the redeem of the Lord say so. This has been a redeeming, hello somebody. This has been a redeeming afternoon through the evening here on the, on the, on the East Coast. As Dr. West said, from the beginning of this people's convention to this very moment, different voices have been able to be lifted up. Salute to you, brother Nick, to the sisters who helped you put this on, to Brother Ryan. And I got a news flash for folks. Not one speaker was told what to say and what not to say. Hello, somebody. See, that's why you got a variety here tonight of people who have different views on how to move this nation forward. But what we do agree on, even if folks don't necessarily agree on what should happen in 2020, what we do agree on is that we are in a fight for our lives and for future generations and that we stand up for what is just, for what is right and for what is good. See what well, nobody scripted here tonight. Nobody got a memo, nobody was whispered in the ear. Nobody was told what to say, what to do or what to think. So we are a representation of what America is. You know what, I just threw out my whole speech because every single speaker, baby, when you're giving the benediction, you just got to go on and give the benediction. That's what this time is, just go on and give the benediction because everybody did that, just beautiful. And Sister Marianne, Lord, don't let me start naming names because everybody did that. You know what came to mind for me, sisters and brothers, and I wasn't gonna, gonna read this poem, but as I was listening to folk, two people came to mind. One was Marvin Gaye, what's going on? And then the other one was a poem that Langston Hughes wrote, and I believe he wrote it in 1938, and he was, talking about the pain of Jim Crow and what was happening in this nation. And it's titled Kids Who Die. And I just want you, just, just wrap your mind around this just for a moment. Can we just take a moment? Because it is as if Brother Langston Hughes is talking about this very moment. See, I'm full right now. This is Sunday and I am feeling all kinds of spiritual ways right now. Kids Who Die. This is for the kids who die, black and white, for kids will die, certainly. The old and the rich will live on a while, as always eating blood and gold, letting kids die. Kids will die in the swamps of Mississippi, organizing sharecroppers, 
Kids will die in the streets of Chicago, organizing workers. Kids will die in the orange groves of California, telling others to get together. Whites and Filipinos, Negroes and Mexicans, all kinds of kids will die. Who don't believe in lies and bribes and contentment and a lousy peace? Hello, somebody. See, this poem encapsulates this very moment. Brother Langston Hughes is talking about this very moment. I hope you caught what he said. He said, telling others to get together, whites and Filipinos, Negroes and Mexicans, all kinds of kids will die who don't believe in lies and bribes and contentment and a lousy peace. That is what the movement for a people's party is all about. We don't believe in the lies and the bribes and the contentment and a lousy peace. How can we have peace in moments like this when over 90 million of our sisters and brothers are either uninsured or underinsured? How can we have a peace when you got a Congress that goes on recess while millions of people are facing eviction from their homes? How can we have peace when on the streets of America right now, black lives have been lifted and reaching out, calling out the racism and the white supremacy and the bigotry of a system that was created for black lives to language? How can we have peace? You got 12 folks who are on the precipice of controlling $1 trillion. While meanwhile back on the ranch, we got sisters and brothers suffering all over this country. How can we have peace when people are drowning in debt for the crime of going to college? Hello, somebody. How can we have peace? We have a criminal justice system that is unjust in every stretch of the imagination. How can we have peace when black men are shot in the back or a knee on the neck or I can't smoke a cigarette in my car, Sandra Bland, hello somebody, or Breonna Taylor shot in her own home. How can we have peace? When children go to bed hungry at night, how can we have peace? When our veterans are homeless or can't get the health care that they deserve, and speaking of health care, baby, how can we have peace? When even in the moment of a global pandemic, we can't even get the neoliberals of the Democratic Party to reverse course in a platform that is non-binding. Hello, somebody. How can we have peace? Oh no, we're not falling for a lousy peace. As Brother Langston Hughes laid out, it is time for the people of this great nation from all walks of life, from all sexual orientations, from all religions, in the sisterhood and brotherhood of love and uplift. It is time for us to come together. And Sister Mary Ann, she laid out the history, baby. I was thinking about the revolutions that have overtaken this nation in the 18th century. It was the American Revolution. 
the founders and all of their racism and frailty decided to say to King George, it's over. We can't continue this relationship like this. When in the course of human history, it becomes time to separate. And then they laid out why it was time to separate. Hello, somebody. In the 19th century, we had another type of revolution. It was called, hello, hello, somebody, the Civil War. In the 20th century, we had another type of revolution and it was called civil rights movements. And in the 21st century, here we are right here, right now in our moment, lifting up a people's revolution that is both necessary, not only for the survival of, our, of, of us, but for the survival of future generations. How can we have peace when we trample all over mother earth? How can we have peace when we have predatory capitalism? How can we have peace when so many people have worked so hard and still cannot get even a piece of the American dream, how can we have peace when the poor and the working poor and the barely middle class doing all that they can to survive day after day after day after day after day and they still cannot survive? How can we have peace? See, it's a fallacy that if you work hard enough, Americans work very hard. Poor people work very hard. It is a fallacy. And so the very system, the racist, bigoted system, the system that oppresses the poor, that system was created by design. It didn't happen by accident. It was on purpose. And on purpose, we the people can turn this thing around. So we got some dragons to slay, baby. We got to slay the dragons of neo-fascism. As Dr. West said, the gangster in the White House, he must go. There is no doubt about it. He must go. And I agree with Dr. West that people are coming at this at all angles. I get it. See, I'm not a boat shamer. I'll leave that for the professionals. Hello, somebody. I'm just old fashioned. And I just believe that folks who are running for office ought to earn the vote. And how do you earn the vote? You don't earn it by doing the same old, same old. You earn that vote by giving people a vision. See, you got to have a vision that provides provision for the people. It is our money. It is our government. And when so you got folks sitting up there talking about what we cannot have with our money, what we cannot have with our government, it's a lack of vision. So it is time out for playing games. There is no more time for playing games. But we're not going for a lousy peace. So we come together in the spirit of sisterhood and brotherhood. We stand together as people from all walks of life who understand that we must put a little extra on our ordinary so that extraordinary things can happen. They will, they have throughout the course of history. We stand in solidarity with other poor people all around the world. Hello, somebody, because the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. got it right when he said what happens to one directly happens to us all 
indirectly. We won't stand for a lousy peace, even as we fight the neo-fascists. We will not stand for a lousy peace because we know that neoliberalism is what got us here. And so on purpose, we gonna put a little extra on our ordinary so that those extraordinary things can happen and we are gonna lift and we are gonna rise together. And listen, brothers and sisters, we gonna win some and we gonna lose some, but people gonna know this, that we are in this fight for life, for liberty, and everybody's pursuit of happiness. We will not fall for a lousy peace. So sisters and brothers, this is the moment. This is the People's Convention. See, you ain't, ain't, ain't no convention like this. This is the People's Convention. We need you to join forces, whether you believe and stand within that Democratic Party and fighting it. You know, it was a song, it's my party and I can cry if I want to. Go ahead, do that, do that on the inside. And then there are people who have decided the hell with it, we working on the outside. When those forces unite, baby, Dr. West ain't no stopping us now. We are on the move. We will not contort for a lousy peace. We need true truth and reconciliation in these United States of America, baby. We need on purpose elected leaders who will not kowtow to their owner donors. Hello, somebody. And that's the beautiful thing about the People's Party. We need leaders, both elected and non-elected leaders who are really the ready, ready, willy, willing, ready, willing, and able to do what is right in this time and in this moment. See, too many people are dying. Too many people are afraid. Too many people are stressed the hell out. And it didn't just get this way because of who's in the White House. It's been this way. But see what the pandemic has done, Miss Rona, as some of my elders call it, what the coronavirus has done, what COVID-19 has done, is blown this thing all up. Can nobody in good consciousness pretend that they don't know what is going on in this country? No longer, no more lousy peace. And we both, we can both slay the neo-fascist, slay the neoliberal, and tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. The United States of America is a hegemon nation and there is no reason, no excuse on God's green earth while there is so much suffering and pain. It is being done on purpose and we the people, we're going to undo it on purpose. So yeah, this is revolution time. We have never been a country afraid of revolution. And this is a revolution of values, as the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, a revolution of love, a revolution of hope, a revolution of justice. But that does not happen because we hope it to happen or we pray it to happen. It happens because we put some sweat equity on that thing. In my Christian tradition, can I get an amen? Faith without works, baby, is dead. So we're going to put in the work so that we can have a true peace, not a lousy peace. There's room at this end for everybody in the People's Convention, in the People's Movement, for everybody. As long as we are standing together, there is absolutely nothing we 
cannot do. Quoting in my clothes, the elegance of Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. And many of you heard me say this quote probably thousands of times on the campaign trail. This is a truism for the ages. And I want you to know this, no matter how you are feeling, whether it is angry or sad, there is a heaviness that I feel and I get. No matter how you are feeling, bring those feelings and let's get to work, baby. Let's get to work. To be in the words of Brother Mahatma Gandhi, the change that we want to see in the world. We are it. Collectively, we are it. But this is what the Congresswoman said. What the people want is simple. They want an America as good as its promise. That is what the people's movement is all about. That is what this convention is about. It is about reconciling and dedicating ourselves to create an America for all people that is as good as its promise. And we, yes, we, we gonna do this. Slaying dragons all the way, baby. We gonna do this. Because our mission is so high, we can't get over it. And our mission is so low, mm, we can't get under it. And our mission is so wide, baby, we can't get around it. So if you believe in what is just, what is right, and what is good, even if it's a disagreement about how to get there, if it's in your soul, in your mind, your body, and your spirit. This is indeed the movement for you. We're going to get through 2020. We're going to get that neo-fascist out of the White House. And baby, we're going to get to work on the People's Party. Can a sister get an amen? With these hands. <laughs> With these hands, baby. This people's movement. We are on the move. Brother Nick, go and do your thing, baby. Love all of y'all. Let's do this. Senator Nina Turner. Hello, somebody. And with that, as a result, I'm sure in big part uh, because of that, the results are in. And with several thousand votes, the results are 99% in favor of creating a major new People's Party free of corporate money and influence. So we will be going forward and doing that. That is the future. We are the future right here. We just waged a political revolution tonight and you should all be so incredibly proud of that. This is the beginning, a new chapter that we get to write. The people get to write this chapter of American history. Thank you everyone who's been with us tonight. This has been a tremendous evening and I look forward to what the future holds. Have a good night. I have voted Democratic my entire life. This is the first time that I will not be casting my ballot for a major party. 
I will no longer be voting for the lesser of two evils. I am just saddened, shamed, disgusted with what's happened to the system, what's happened to our party. Both Democrats and Republicans did this. They both decided to bail out the banks and the, and the corporations before they bailed out the people. I'm tired of having to choose between two corrupt anti-democratic parties that don't represent my best interests or the best interests of hardworking Americans. I need my vote to be in favor of someone who cares about the public good in exchange for the political power they've been given. We want you out of office. We're not looking for luxuries. We're looking for bare, basic necessities. And you can't even do that. You don't represent us. All you care about is money and power. You're out of here. You're gonna be out of a job just like us. Resign. Let us have someone that will represent us and only us. I want a new party. I want this country to actually embody those words that we hold up as a motto, a government by the people and for the people. We need a party that will prioritize regular people and not corporations and billionaires. While Democrats and Republicans bicker at one another over who is right, workers like me face extreme hardship. We got millions of people out here that are getting kicked off of their insurance, and we have no party that's truly out there to help us. Right now, it's time for a people's party. We need a people's party. It's time for a people's party. Joe Biden and the Democrats aren't going to fix health care. The time is now. It's time for a people's party. Our country is beautiful. Our people are beautiful, intelligent, loving, and capable. I know we can do better. I believe we already know what needs to be done. We have been told that we cannot afford basic necessities such as healthcare and education. But the truth is that we can. And if we want to know how, the answer is by taking power back. Enough is enough. It's time to build a people's party. Let's get it on. It's time. It's time for us to stand up. I support the People's Party, the actual People's Party. So let's get it going. We're excited that you've voted to join us in our mission to create a major new party. We are the regional coordinators for the Movement for a People's Party. We're here to guide you through the process to make a new party a reality. Our goal is to launch our party, hold our founding convention, achieve ballot access in all 50 states by next year, start running candidates in local, county, and state races over the next few years, and run a presidential candidate in 2024. The establishment parties, the corporate media, and the corporate interests will most certainly try to stop us by using their vast resources of spreading misinformation, changing legislation, trying potentially to divide us amongst one another in many other potential ways. But we must remain steadfast in our goals and work together over the coming months and years. It may not be easy to change the status quo, but we can do it with your help and the help of thousands of us working together in a coordinated effort to achieve our goals. It may not be easy to change the status quo, but we can do it with your help and the help of thousands of us working together in a coordinated effort to achieve our goals. 
We must not be distracted, but instead focus on our efforts of building a major new party that actually represents the people free from corporate influence. Organizing is how we achieve this goal. The first step is to gather people of like minds to contribute with the work we are about to begin. Creating a local hub requires a few committed people who are willing to organize in their area and build their local hubs. Together, you create a map of the area and community you're working in, detailing political, social justice, and single issue groups, mutual aid centers, other community groups, and labor unions that are currently working in your area. Include the type of work they're doing and the issues they are currently working on. Add any issues that may not be currently addressed and all communities that may not be represented in the groups that are active in your area. Rank those groups according to the number of issues that we have in common with them and their willingness to work with us based on the shared experience of your hub members. Mapping out the groups in your area who might be working against our efforts and how they may work to stop us is important. With all groups friendly and otherwise, assess the level of connection you have with these groups. Highlight commonalities and differences. Then map the people in your hub and the resources available to you. What skills do you have among you? What connections do you have in the community? Who do you know? who may want to join you. These maps are not only a good starting point for your hub, but when cultivated and updated regularly, they will serve and guide you and your fellow organizers. New organizers who join you will be able to see where you have already done work, where you're going collectively. They can easily add and help refine your data. The National Movement for a People's Party will be able to accurately assess the political and community terrain in each area, make decisions about where to provide resources, organizing support, ballot access, and future candidate viability. Cultivate and grow relationships in your area by supporting and participating in their events. Hold organizing conversations with individuals and leaders. Track these conversations over time on your map to find common ground where we can work together and support each other. If we give solidarity, we will get solidarity in return when we are organizing actions and events. In this initial stage, it's extremely important that we provide the foundation for our organizing efforts that leads to a solid party structure. There are no shortcuts in this process. As we build together, it will be imperative that we have sufficiently built our capacity and infrastructure from the start. You and fellow organizers are set up and trained on our national database. You establish lines of communication between other hubs in your state, the state and regional organizers, and the National Movement for Our People's Party. You'll become integrated within our national forums and workspaces. We have training and guides available to assist you on your path. It will be necessary to involve all of your initial hub members in these trainings, in these first steps before you proceed to later steps. Our second step will be to build out our organizing and outreach efforts. Begin holding regular meetings, refining and adding to your maps as you go. Once we have a good idea of the environment we're working in, we can begin organizing, which means talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. Starting with the people and organizations on our map, we believe will be the most receptive to working with us. Talk with them about their interests and goals. Focus on the commonalities that bind us and not what divides us. Dig down and get their stories about why their issues matter to them and how these issues affect their daily lives. When we connect with people on this level, we establish trust and create the lasting bonds that will be necessary to propel our movement to victory. As a team, brainstorm areas and issues that are not being addressed by other groups in your area and develop a plan to lead on those issues. 
hold conversations with groups and individuals in your area that may also be interested in partnering with us in these campaigns and develop an organizing plan. Always keep in mind that there are a majority of people out there that are not politically active and may not even be registered voters. Develop plans to reach out and include everyone in the conversation, especially those who are not yet engaged. Once we have a solid working team in each hub, we can start broadening our digital and social media presence, starting from the state level and building down to the regional and city levels as our capacity increases. We have Facebook pages for each state already pre-made. Once you have people willing to maintain a consistent presence on them, please let your regional coordinator know and we can assist you in activating them. We will also assist you in setting up email and other social media accounts, ensuring consistency and branding throughout the organization. State and local websites will be hosted by Movement for People's Party. Please do not set up social media accounts, a website, or email address without first consulting one of us. While social media can be a powerful tool in getting our message out and mobilizing our members, it is not a substitute for the personal connection and feedback that personal connections provide, even in this age of Zoom calls. As our membership increases, we will train and include new members in the ongoing conversations about what is important and where we are organizing. Be sure everyone has a space to express their ideas and contribute to the movement on all levels. Working groups will work on specific tasks, which will ensure that everyone has a place to contribute their knowledge and skills. The third step will incorporate the work we've already done in the first two steps and will further expand our outreach with communities in our areas. As we execute our plans to build into a larger space, we must make sure that we are ready for the influx of new people into our movement to this greater exposure will provide. Build out your working groups to fit your needs and establish liaisons from your local working groups to work within the national working groups. It is at this stage that we can confidently create our local direct actions, plan and mobilize members to action that meet our goals and increase solidarity, invite other organizations to partner with us. If we have successfully laid the groundwork in the previous steps, our turnout will be greater and our membership will be more invested in our actions. Remember, we want to redefine what a party looks like, and direct action is an integral part of that. But we'll need mass participation, which means a lot of organizing preparation, as well as building good relationships within the community. That leads us to the final step in our plan, building the party apparatus itself. Our hubs will eventually serve as the local and county parties within the structure. We will coordinate and elect members from state and local hubs to form the state party structure. The state parties will be in charge of coordinating all of the hubs within the state as we legally register the Movement for a People's Party in each state, gain ballot access, and map out potential districts to run candidates successfully. Information must flow freely between all levels of our organization. Local hubs will coordinate with the state parties. The state parties within each region will coordinate with their regional coordinators, who are the regional liaisons to the National Movement for a People's Party. We have divided the country into nine regions to facilitate this communication, and we will ultimately have two coordinators for each region. In this structure, maximum autonomy will be given to the state and local hubs while providing successful communication both to and from the national structure. Members are free to participate on the local and national levels, depending on their level of interest. We offer many training sessions that ensure every hub is operating efficiently and will be successful. We recommend that you take part in these training sessions as one of the first steps towards the path of creating your hub and enrolling new members to them 
as they join. We will conduct additional training as the need and interest arise. At the moment, we have trainings on holding effective one-on-one -on -one conversations, which includes training on how to maximize your effectiveness when talking to people and organizations, and how we can avoid common pitfalls in the language we use, inoculation against the obstacles we may be facing, and movement building through consensus and inclusion. This in-depth skills training goes much deeper than the usual canvassing or phone banking training and will prepare you for any eventuality you may encounter in future conversations. Field Organizer Certification, which will train and certify our organizers with a comprehensive program that will transform volunteers into knowledgeable and confident field organizers. These skills will include canvassing, public speaking, campaign actions such as events, research, relationship building, and grassroots organizing. Mapping, which includes mapping your local area and volunteers, tracking involvement and commitment, monitoring shifts in perception of members, potential members, and local organizations, and how to identify trends both immediately and over time. With these tools, we can inform our organizing plans by using data, not just intuition, and collect information that can be passed on to new members, other hubs, and MPP state, regional, and national to guide us in our party creation. Database training, which includes database management, tracking volunteers, emails, petitions, events, and campaigns. You will receive administrative skills on how to use a comprehensive network, which will help you effectively manage your activist data across your hub. Project application training to get you familiar with our app to keep projects on task and on time. We have a multi-platform application to help you in your daily project management to ensure that we're all on the same page and are organizing in a proficient manner. We'll train you how to use this application to increase your productivity and ensure your projects are successful. We offer conflict resiliency training on how to effectively manage conflict, de-escalate tense situations when they arise and achieve a more harmonious space for all volunteers. And social media training on how to manage social media and convey our message consistently. To build our major new party free from big money, corporate control, and influence, it will require all of us to work together. The next step is simple. Join us on our next welcome and onboarding call. The call details are on our website at peoplesparty.org. Register for one and we will guide you through the next steps in joining an established hub or building a new one. We look forward to organizing together, empowering each other to create a major new party that will never compromise on our values. A party that is truly of the people, by the people, and for the people.